Welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we are broadcasting live at Function Coworking Community Workspace. Do your best work here. Function is located at 4709 Harford Road, Baltimore, Maryland, 21214. Give them a call at 443-885-0020. Free trial. I'm very happy about this podcast. I've been trying to get these two individuals on here probably about three or four months, and it's hard to get out, get out people in Baltimore. Um, these two guys, I'm not going to tell you who, how I know these guys. I'm going to let, let come out at the end. But these two guys have been crushing it um, out here. Uh, they live in West Baltimore, and they're doing big things for the community. And uh, without further ado, Mr. Desmond. How you doing, man? How you doing? It's Andre. Chill. <laughs> So what's going on? What's going on? So um, we just wonder, I'm glad you guys came on and I really want to talk about a lot of different things on the pod today. But um, give everybody a little background about yourselves first, where you live, where you grew up. Magic Andre, born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, just a guy doing a lot of different things, just trying to better do my part, as I say. That's about it. Yeah, my name is Desmond. From Baltimore, you know, West Side, <laughs> and just trying to help the community give back, man. Okay, okay. I appreciate you fellas. And one of the big things, themes of my podcast is just human interest stories. And you guys are doing some great things on West Side of Baltimore. Um, for those who don't know, West Side of Baltimore is, you know, are, has been a lot of crime ridden over there. A lot of things are going on. Um, the uprising that happened a couple of years ago happened in West Baltimore. And these young men are doing an excellent job out here doing big things. And I want you guys to explain what's the program you guys have and what's going on with that program and how does it work out with everybody else out there? All right. Well, name of my program is Baltimore Stallions Academics and Sports Program. Um, we deal with kids 4 to 14, boys and girls. Um, we started out kind of as just a football organization, and now we've transformed to offer more sports, more opportunity. We always pushing to try to do more. So now we're trying to get things that aren't sports, so that way we can get the kids that don't want to play sports. Um, coding, you know what I mean? Just different things to keep our kids' interest. And that's just our primary goal. Um, we have a slogan, SOS, support plus opportunity equals success. Um, so we just try to make sure that we uh, give the kids any opportunity that they can dream of. Because a lot of kids don't get that. They don't get that outlet to be able to do what they want to do um, because of a lot of things, especially in Baltimore. So we just try to be that platform. We try to make it affordable. And we just try to give back and try to give of ourselves and our experiences. Um, a lot of my coaches got a, a variety of experiences that, that we know can help a youth growing up. Um, just to be that ear to listen or be that word of it of wisdom. So that's our goal, just to try to raise as many as possible that graduate, that get an opportunity to be good young men, good young black men, just being honest. So 
Um, but yeah, that's that's the program. And, and the reason why I have you guys on is because I want to make sure we end Black History Month off with a bang with the podcast because all month I've been celebrating a lot of African Americans in the community. And I wanted the West Side to be represented. I've done Northeast Baltimore. I've done the county. I've done uh, Catonsville. But I want to do some with you guys because you guys are doing impactful things for youth. Desmond, you have anything to say? Well, like... I got into it about seven, this is my seventh year coaching. And what got my one of my brothers came to me and asked me, like, you want you mind not helping me coach? And I'm like, I wasn't really into it at first. And I'm like, all right, I'll help you. And then once I got out there, I understood like the kids, like the impact the kids had on me, like changed me, honestly. Because like I don't know. <laughs> It's, it's just they do they do something different to you. Like once you see once you start talking to a kid, and then you start saying they start un, like listening to you. Like I don't have no kids or anything, so like they are my kids. That's how I look at it. So I don't know. It's crazy. Okay, so so how did this start? Like what was the birth of this? Were you guys the birth? Were you guys a part of it? Was there somebody behind it? The scenes who started all this. What was the birth of this? How this happened? Well, the birth. Again, I started, this is like my 17th year coaching now. Um, I got in it to, I got into coaching just by a family friend. Um, he he used to come to my dad's bar. He was a liquor salesman. So he came to my, he was always there. He was one of my coaches. And then he knew I had a son. I had, my son was just turning five. He was like, Andre, you need to get out there and coach, man. You'll be a great coach. You know what I mean? You got all the intangibles, blah, blah, blah. You're not you knowledgeable about the game, all that. And then it was just like, all right, I'm going to come out and coach. So I so I did coach. I went to another program where he was at. So I took the kids that another coach didn't want. And they was just sitting on the side. So he was like, man, just do something. So my brother was like, man, y'all ain't going to win a game. He was like, look at them. Look at the other kids that you got. That's your competition. And they look. Ten times better. So I was like, all right, we're going to win a game. We might only win one, but we're going to win a game. So just getting those kids and then bonding with those kids and then working with them and just seeing that all they needed was attention and all they needed was a little bit of instruction, we turned out to be pretty good. We wound up being fourth in the league, which earned us a playoff berth against the number one seed. You know, only four teams made it. So then we made the playoffs, took the best team in the league to the to the final play of the game. And we lost on the final play of the game. But we had a chance to win. So from that um, incident that happened inside of that program earlier where God was just like, well, look, this ain't your program. You do what you want to do when it's your program. So I was like, okay, I got it. So the next year, I had a friend. He, he had a program, second year. He was like, man, come over here with me. So I'm like, all right, I'll come over there with you because I'm definitely leaving there. So I had kids leave that program, which was a, which was a prestigious program in the inner city. And it, it, they was like, how you leaving here to go something unknown? But that was just because it was Coach Magic. I used to cook. You know what I'm saying? I, I made my kids breakfast all season long because I had some young mothers and I know they was just coming from the club. So I was like, let me cook, make sure my kids got something to eat on their stomach. So from there, I took a group of kids, then went to the next program. From there, I became the vice president of that, of that program. But then it was like, 
that one year it was just a lot of broken promises. So we were looking to merge with another program. They had, they had basically looked at us and said, look, y'all on the come up. I see what y'all doing. I see y'all grinding. So I'm going to go ahead and, you know, we want to merge with y'all. So we sat down with them. And at the, at the last hour, the guy who I was with backed out. And I was like, well, no, they got too much. They got an elementary school. They got a middle school. They got two fields. They got a high school right there that we can play in. I'm like, no, 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 no. So I sat there. I was like, nope, I'm going to stay here. So I went with them. They wind up making me the president of the organization. It was like magic. We see your passion. We see your hunger. And then, then I was promoting a lot. I was doing parties. You know, we, had to, we was doing music. So it was like hand in hand. It was like, you know how to promote. You know how to get it. So then from there, me and, me and the guy I went to high school where we just started grinding, started passing out flies, starting to build the numbers up in the program. Built the numbers up. Built the program up. I was the president. I had an incident where coach cheated. I told them the coach had to go. If the coach didn't go, I was going to go. I wasn't going to be president no more because that was my name on it. So my man was like, man, we ain't got to be here. He was like, yo, how much it costs? Started a program. Did the numbers. I'm like, look, it's about 30000 Be beyond. Get uniforms, helmets, equipment, blah, blah, blah. He like, let's do it. Went ahead. That was the birth of the Baltimore Stallions, 2010. We, we, we set up shop. 2011 was our first year. Now we 10 years in. This is our 10th year anniversary. And we just still grinding. We started from like two football teams. Now we, at, at our pinnacle, we had like seven football teams. We reduced that just because of coaches and making sure we had great coaches. Now we, we operate five teams. But now we added basketball. Now we added wrestling. We got tennis, golf, um, soccer, baseball, lacrosse. We try to do whatever the kids want to do, man. So it's just a blessing just to see our program grow and see the amount of kids we've touched. Like I said, we just had our first real crop when they started five and six at the Baltimore Stallions. They're in high school now. They going to McDonough. Going, you know what I mean? Going to, so to Calvin Hall. McDonough. So again, we're, we're, this is a national podcast. We got you got McDonough is a prestigious <laughs> prep school in in Maryland. If you check it out, check out McDonough. It's a prestigious yeah. private school in Maryland. Um, we also have guys going to Calvin Hall. A lot of the Catholic schools and private schools. We now have a lot of kids going to them. I also coach at St. Francis, one of the best high school <laughs> programs in the nation. I knew you were going to get that plug in somehow. Well, I knew that plug was coming. Hey, when you're the best, you got to tell people you're the best. You know what I mean? But we just got kids and just seeing kids, even our kids that go to public schools, you know what I mean? Like our public school graduation rate for black male from the ninth to the 12th grade in four years is only like 40%. And our program, a kid that's been in our program four or five years, we had 82%. Wow. You know what I mean? So and we kind of doubled that. And it's really our relationships. Like, we don't win a lot of championships. We, we go to the championship. We compete very well. But ultimately, that's not what it's about for us. I know my coaches get mad at me all the time because I tell them all the time, you know, it ain't about winning. Let them win when they get to high school, when they crossing that stage, when they get when they on that platform. Now we can brag. That's something to brag about, but not about a trophy that, that we can go to the store and buy. You know what I mean? So, like, my coaches will tell you, all the trophies I've won, I don't have. I don't even get, 
You bring a trophy near me, I'm giving it to one of my assistants or something else because that's not what it's about. You don't see me in a lot of pictures because that's not what it's about. I'm not trying to take no shine from that kid because ultimately, yeah, I had a hand in it. I might have had a small hand, but ultimately that kid pushed himself through. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want no like to ever be on me. The kids know what I did. You know what I mean? And that's all that mattered to me. They know in their heart what Coach Magic did. I don't worry about none of that other stuff. That's why people can say what they want about me. I don't care. I know the impact that I'm having. I see it firsthand. So, okay, guess going back on what you guys said, which was very important, was he mentioned 80% graduate from your program. How did you get? How did you guys gain that trust from the people, from the community, from a mom, a dad saying, I'm going to give my kid to you to help develop him as a young gentleman? How or a young now? Because I know you have cheerleading squads too. But how do you guys entrust that? Because that's a very important time of a kid's age. And that's where you know I feel like it's like a design, and you're the clay. You mold the kid at that point. How do you guys make that happen? Um, it's really accountability, and and then also being a village and a family. Like we not just foot. Like that. That was the whole point about not just being a football organization to offer different things in other seasons to be able to make sure we're with that kid all year long. We're not just with that kid in football season, then after that, we'll talk to you later on. We'll wait for football to come back around. No, we in your kid life every 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 week. He got an answer about his progress in school because of the progress reports. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't just sit back and wait to be reactionary. You know what I'm saying? We make sure we out in front. You know what I'm saying? So, just being that family, like they know I will put my foot up there, you know what I'm saying? That because they know that's what Coach Magic gonna do. Because ultimately I want you to be that good young man. And it has nothing to do about sports. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and like we had an incident this morning for real. Like one of our kids, one of our kids for real, his mother, something happened with him and his mother and everything. So Coach Magic, like, he he let him play in a basketball game. So when he was finished, he Tell them, tell the other coaches what you did. So he told us. So we told, we just talking to him basically, like you can't be doing that. You got can't disrespect your mother, stuff like that. Like we always around them. And some of these kids, they don't have a father figure in their life. So we basically are their father. You feel what I'm saying? So, so how do you guys feel about um, being that father figure for these kids? I mean, a lot. I I don't know the statistics out there. I, I don't. I'm not out there, but. Do you guys see a lot of these guys, kids coming out there who are from single parent homes or broken homes? And what do you, how do you, like, what, I mean, what do you guys do? I'm just, I mean, just, man, we, listen, <laughs> we, we all were like, literally, I just dropped kids off before we got here. We had games earlier today. I had kids that I had to pick up and take home. You know what I mean? Because their parent may not have no ride or they may be at work and doing it on their own. That's where I step in. That's where we step in. We do it collectively. And it's and and, and the difference between us, the kid ain't gotta be a star. <laughs> he ain't gotta be, he ain't our best player. He may be the worst player on our team, but guess what? We're gonna go pick him up. Because he he's still important. Because ultimately, at a young age, it's really just about development. Who who hit puberty first or, you know what I mean, who has that natural ability first. That don't mean it's going to always be like that. And that's what we tell the kids and tell the parents. Trust us enough. When they get to high school, they going to get it. And we can tell you a time at the time, name after name, of kids 
that they didn't that we didn't think was going to be nothing but because we kept pressing them kept showing them kept teaching them didn't lose faith in them still giving them the opportunity they got to high school and they was thugs you know what i mean they they got on the field and they did their thing they had great high school careers and some of them even playing in college my son included I didn't ever think my son was going to play a lick of football in high school. He was soft. He didn't like contact. But at the end of the day, we kept teaching him. And when you keep teaching a kid, sometimes it's just taking the mind a second to catch up with the physical. So once that happened, his eighth grade year, he turned into a whole different child. He was a lot more aggressive, but that also came because he grew. He grew a little bit. He had more weight. So I guess in his mind, he was able to do it now because he was bigger. But that's, that's just what we do, man. We tell everybody, we, we, we get it from the mud. We, 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 we train our own. We don't recruit nobody else players. Whatever come our way, we take our hand, and that's what we run with. You know what I mean? We don't ask for a redo. So that, I think that's the most important when parents see that their kid ain't the best player, but yet we still care enough to make sure and put that effort to their kid. And then also holding kids that are the best accountable. Yeah. I will sit my whole, they'll tell you quick. I'm quick to sit a kid down because ultimately he need to learn that in life, you gotta play along some of them rules because if not, you're gonna keep going against, you're gonna keep banging your head against the wall. Right. We have to be able to, we have to be able to kind of guide, play within those guidelines. Yeah, and uh, like I do this because, like, when I have a when I have a kid, I like I want my kid to be like eventually these kids that's around now they're gonna be the older people and they're gonna be the people my kids are around. So I want them to be good mentors and stuff like that because my kid will be around positive people. You feel what I'm saying? So that's one of the things I, I try to do too. So what is one of the things you guys, is there a criteria for academics? That's that's that's, that's, that's the second thing. I want to know academics. How important is that to the program? Because, you know, you can be a, can be the best athlete in the world, but you can't get into any school. What, how much do you guys press into that? Do you guys have tutors in the program? Or do you guys put the back signal out if you guys need tutors? How quick does the community come and respond to you guys because they know of your program well i ain't gonna say we get a lot of support um that's just because there are a lot of great people doing a lot of great things some people may just be in their element so we do it ourselves we all been to school we all know again we're talking about elementary school kids and middle school kids we're knowledgeable enough to help those kids out so that's what we do so we so now like my kids are now nine that's my age group. So now they're, they're, they're starting to get of that age where now we'll start doing study hall. But what I do from nine years old on is once a week we do study hall. So I know you got, you got a sheet coming from the school to let me know what you did and from home. Because we also punish for things at home. You ain't acting right. You being disrespectful. You're not cleaning your room. You're not doing what your parent expect you to do. Yeah, it's consequences out here. It's not just in school. We want you to be all around because ultimately that's the that's the not like because you're an athlete you don't you're not knowledgeable enough or you don't have the mindset or capacity no but we're gonna show you how to do it what to do to make sure you you maximize your potential and that's it that's all we care about you maximize it's for some that means college going getting money to go to college so that way you don't have to worry about paying for it. 
For some, it's okay, get your grades right because you you ain't that good. You need the plan B. So you may not even want to go to college, but you're gonna go to a trade school. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna do something to be productive in life. And no, I don't want you just going to get a job. I want you to have a career. There are a lot of careers that you can have without going to college. So we don't just push college, we push success. Okay, so I, I want you guys to uh, give me um, a success story. You don't have to name the kid, but of a kid that started, you know, was rough and tough in the beginning, or it might have been some challenges, and um, they are in college now, or they, or whatever success you guys deem success. Give me a story about that. You don't got to name any names, but <laughs> well, you know, I got, I got, I've been in this game for a while, so, so I got a bunch of kids. You know what I mean? Like I said, I got one in particular. Like you said, he great kid growing up. I had him very early on. I picked him up. I made sure he was good. Um, then he got involved middle school going no, when he graduated middle school. Somehow Baltimore City put him in the tenth grade, so he went from eighth grade. Went straight to the town. Don't know how it happened. That's just Baltimore City public school system. We got a lot of issues. That's a, that's a podcast by itself. Absolutely. Right. So, so they had him in the 10th grade. So in his brilliant mind, he was going to fail to make sure that he graduated when he was supposed to. So he didn't go to school. He missed 165 days of school because he wasn't going because in his mind, he wasn't going to lose a year of not playing because if he would have went on and did what he was supposed to do, he'd have been in the 11th grade. He'd have missed the whole year. So his brilliant mind, if I fail, I'm still in the 10th grade next year. Okay? So he missed 165 days. So that year, because he was still eligible to play for us, um, we, we had him. It was just like, we'll see him in another coach, you know what I mean, that, that, that's no longer here. We used to just go get him, like, let's drive past I bet you we gonna see him. We'd drive past. Guess what we see? Not in school, walking around. So we just would talk to him, talk to him. So it came an opportunity for him to go to St. Francis. You know what I mean? So we press. You know what I mean? He. It was hard selling them because how you gonna sell a kid that missed 165 days of school? You know what I mean? How how are you gonna convince them that this kid really got it? So it was just showing them his middle school. Like, look, this just this is what happened. And he, and he was honest with them and just told the nuns, like, this is why I did it. And, in, and, it, and it was brilliant in, in, in everybody's mind, in the nuns' mind, because what made that kid think that, okay, I ain't got to do it this year. Next year, I'm going to still be in the town. So whether I fail or I pass, I'm still going to be in my right grade. So it was just weird. Long story short, he ends up valedictorian of his class at St. Francis. He goes on. He has a scholarship for football. He gets hurt, stopped playing football. He transfers to Coastal Carolina, goes to Coastal Carolina. He pledges. Now he's now he graduated. He just graduated in December. Now he's looking to start his career. That's, oh. that's a beautiful story. You know what I mean? Valedictorian. And I know I, I'm... You can give a plug. So St. Francis, uh, tell people about, <laughs> I, I really try, try to go steer away from that. But since you did bring him up, um, tell the listeners a little bit about St. Francis, uh, because I know, I, I don't, I, I don't want to misrepresent it, 
but it's a free school, correct? Not sorry, it's not free. Or okay, tell me a little bit about is that cap? Okay, <laughs> it's not free at all. Okay, so it's uh, Saint Francis Academy, the oldest uh, black Catholic school in the country. Um, it that the reason it was open to teach slaves how to read and write. Um, so Saint Francis, great story. You know, we got some got some guys that came over. I, well, I've been officially part of Saint Francis when the transformation started. Because my kids, who one of those kids who I'm talking about, um, just was I had a super, I had a great team. You know what I mean? I had some great athletes on my last on the team. Correct? No, this was what this was what Liberty Lions. Okay, Liberty this was Lions. our last year okay. at Liberty Lions before we started the Stallions. So okay. I, I had a bunch of kids that were just phenomenal athletes, <laughs> and all the all the schools in the DMV wanted it. The Matha Catholic, which is a prestigious school. Um, good counsel, which is enough, you know what I mean? Just everybody in the area wanted my kids. Um, but they didn't really test well coming from Baltimore City Public Schools. We didn't prep them. We didn't know the procedure at that time. So they didn't test well. So it, it was like, all right, well, we want them, but uh, they didn't test well. We don't know. So I had a coach come to me at our practice field. It was like, Look, we knew in the area, we trying to get St. Francis back, reunite, you know what I mean, get it going. We got a bunch of kids in Baltimore that we think can, you know what I mean, can benefit from this. So I was like, all right. So I sent nine kids there from my team. You know what I mean? They wind up losing their first two games. Then they shoot, then they then they just go on the winning streak. So they, this time they were in the C division, which was the lowest division there was in the Catholic League. Um, they won that back to back. Had like a twenty nine, like a twenty nine thirty game winning streak going. Moved up to the A because they had athletes now. So they moved up to the A. Battled tough in the A. Never was able to win it. Finished second. Finished third. But battled and showed that they could play amongst quote unquote the elite te- the elite teams and elite talent in the MVR. Lo and behold, two years, three years, two years later. One after they go one and nine, they get some coaches that came from another school, a prestigious school, Gilman School in, in Baltimore. They come from there, infuse it with a little bit of money and resources, and then it's history. You know what I mean? We we we, we wind up being three time Catholic, I mean, you know, MIAA champion. They kicked us out of the league. They said we were too good. Um, <laughs> they they refused to play us. Now everybody in the country refuses to play us. Last year, the only game we lost was the Monday Day in California with a great quarterback, Bryce Young, who's going to Alabama. Um, but we're doing a phenomenal job. This year, we sent the most kids we had in program history in one class. We sent 23 to college. And this is guys that signed to, to go to college for free. And I'm not talking no small colleges. We got one going, Chris Braswell going to Alabama. We got Jordan Tolles playing basketball and football at LSU. We got guys going to Pitt. We got guys, Blake Corm, who's going to be a phenomenal superstar. Just remember that name, Blake Corm. Just when you hear me, he goes to Michigan. He will be playing as a true freshman. When he gets the ball in his hands, he's electric. So guys who follow football, definitely Blake Corm. Um, Syracuse uh, always recruit our area they the Qs always wants our players we got some phenomenal players um so we had we had, we, had, we got two guys from St. Francis that is yeah, on the Syracuse roster so you know we, we got a lot of talent so 
thank you for giving us a little background, St. Francis. You know, I really appreciate that. I really do. Um, I want to just wrap it up back through with you guys, your program, uh-huh. Stallions. I, I want to wrap it up and, you know, what, what if people were to look outside look at it, how would you sell your program to the people listening today about what you guys are doing? I know you said in the beginning, but at the end of the day, how are you going to sell your program to somebody saying that, you know what, my kid deserves, you know, it sounds like a program my kid should be in. It sounds like a family. Uh, I remember just looking at one Facebook post and you had taken your kids the first time they had ever went out of state and they were so excited. I remember where you went and they got in a hot tub or pool and you took them out to dinner, but you gave these kids opportunities that, and that's what I really, really, I'm touching them because a lot of these kids in Baltimore city, they think going out to East side Baltimore is going somewhere far. Right. And I'm not, I'm not even joking with you folks. I mean, these, a lot of these kids, you know, they don't see anything past tomorrow. You took these kids. I remember seeing it, and I was like, wow, this, this is what it's all about. Taking these young children who are impressionable and giving them, molding them, and shaping them to be better people. What would you do to sell? I'm just, I just saw a little bit right there, but <laughs> again, you guys, please explain. Again, you know, just, you know I want to wrap this in one nice tight bow for you guys. Well, me, I say, like, we're a program that's going to take care of you. We're a program that's going to take care of your kids. Like we, we put your kids in the best interest. We're not perfect. Like we're not perfect. Like I look at like when people complain, I tell them no fan. Like you, your family not even perfect. So like we're not perfect. We're going we're going to be bumps and all that type of things. But we're here for your kids. Like we're going to do the best that we can do. And like I, I we paid. I, I trust. We pay for kids. I work. Just to pay for some of these kids, like it's ridiculous. I'm trying to tell people, like I actually work to pay. What y'all trying to do? I can't do nothing. I gotta pay for my kids for football registration, stuff like that. Like, so it was like, I don't. Know, it's tough. It's tough to really explain. Like, but we ain't the best, but we the best. <laughs> well. Um, we just gonna give your kid an overall experience. You know what I mean? It's not all about like I said, we gonna compete. Don't get me wrong, I don't like losing. My you hear my voice, that's because I've been screaming earlier we lost by one point. Um, but we gonna give your kid an opportunity to grow and be a kid. You know what I mean? That's I think that's the biggest thing. And then the other thing is we're not a program. I tell people all the time, we're a village, we're a family. Um, because ultimately that's what you're gonna get. You're going to get us putting our foot on their neck when they're not doing what they're supposed to, whether it be home or school. You're going to get us checking up. Again, I, I've gotten opportunities. I'm, I'm teaching and do other things because I've been at school so much. You know what I mean? Like, for real, like, I've been given opportunities outside of what I do in my program because they see the genuine in me. They see that I'm all about the kids, that I'm trying to make sure that I'm just, like I said, I'm just trying to do my part. So at the end of the day, you either want a program or you want a family. For me, I love family. I grew up on family. You know what I'm saying? Like getting kids out of the area is something I did when I was a kid a lot. And I think that helped me stay out of a lot of trouble that I might have been in if I was still in Baltimore. Like I said, I wasn't perfect. I'm not perfect. But again, I've learned. 
and I and that's one thing I've learned that through traveling, through seeing different things, it gives you a different perspective right. because it shows you that what you thought was normal is not normal. What you thought was the best may not be the best. That there are other places, other people that's grinding just as hard, that's working just as hard, where you can go and be successful. So if I go to Niagara Falls, or I go to Buffalo and play in Buffalo and be successful, I can take these same things in my life and still go to Buffalo and be successful. You know what I mean? So that's why we try to get our kids out a lot. Like if people will tell you, like they at one time they was calling us the gas card team because Everywhere we went, it was Philly, it was New Jersey, it was Virginia, it was mm-hmm. Delaware, it was Buffalo. going all around. Buffalo, no, you know what I mean? Going to Florida, like, it's really about getting them that experience because a lot of things that they deal with in Baltimore, our kids think it's normal. They think the murdering is normal. They think all the stuff that they hear on the news is normal. No, that's not normal. Like you say, that's just a city crying out, trying to find its way. It's mm-hmm. not normal. So what I just try to give kids is that inspiration to know you ain't gotta, you ain't gotta come from the best. You ain't gotta come. You can come from exactly where you come from and be successful. And success for us is being able to take care of your family. That's it. We all want to be filthy rich, <laughs> uh, but that's not in the cards for everybody. Right. So you gotta be okay with that. That's not saying you're still not striving to get more. That's saying I'm okay with where I'm at in life. I'm able to watch my daughter or my son wake up every morning. That's a joy to see them grow. You're a new father. You you wake up with a joy every time you see your son do something new. You're like, wow. Just imagine when he gets a little older what he's going to be doing. I know you already got ideas in your head like, yeah, I'm going to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the joy. So we want our kids to grow up and be able to understand that joy that we have as fathers. Right. And I I appreciate you guys coming on. And uh, a little backstory because I wanted them to tell their story. And I didn't want this story to be taken away from anything. I am related to both of these gentlemen. So I, I wanted them to tell their story first so everybody can listen to their story. So they can say, oh, well, Aaron is your cut. No, no, I want you to hear them first and foremost, you know. And I've known these gentlemen. I mean, they, one's older than me. I'm, they know me since I was in my diapers. The other one, I see when he was in diapers. <laughs> and I'm very proud of what they're doing in the community. And, you know, you always think about things of like, how can I get somebody on the show? What, what angle is there out there? And with all this violence going on in Baltimore, Maryland right now, and with the youth just, I don't even, I, I, don't, even, I, don't, I don't understand. There's so many layers to it that I, right. I don't even have time exactly. to talk about that. Yeah, it is. Um, but I, I wanted to bring them on in the Black History Month. And I wanted to show that people are doing things out here positive for the kids. And it's just not what you see on TV. It's not these squeegee boys. It's not all this stuff. These, these guys are doing things. These guys are helping kids get into major private school institutions in Baltimore. One thing, if you don't know about anything about Baltimore, it's all private schools here. I'm going to be straight for it. Right. If you go to one of those private schools, you made it. Okay? And for them to get these guys into these private schools, amazing. And teaching that from the ground level up, starting at that young age, molding you to be men and showing them how to do things. Kudos to you guys. And the light needs to be shed on you guys more. And that's why I had you guys on the show. What is, where can people find you on 
Instagram, Facebook, social media. Let's pump it up right now. Where can we find you? Where can people look and see what's going on? So just a, you know what? Just a follow up. Because guess what? Right. They're going to look now. Right. Because guess what? I just got nominated for Best of Baltimore. And I already know people will listen. People are going to want to know, wow, who is this guy? Right. So pump up yourself. Go ahead. Well, Coach Magic, again, you can find us on Facebook. I'm not a big Instagram. Again, I told you all I don't take pictures and do all that stuff. Like, I should do. I know right. I should. Yeah. But I don't because this is from the heart. So a lot of times I don't put us out there as much as I should because ultimately I want it to be genuine. I don't want to seem like it's just rhetoric. You know what I mean? But you can find us on Facebook, Baltimore Stallion, Baltimore underscore Stallions at Facebook.com. Um, you can also find us on the web, LeagueLineup.com, backslash Baltimore Stallions. Um, but and you can always link up with Aaron if you want. You want anything about? Um, you know, want to know about us, you know what I mean? Contact the host. Like you said, he's my cousin. I've known him for years. <laughs> Proud of him. Um, you know, yeah. uh, I, I just look at some of the times when I came up to Syracuse and then looking where he at and then seeing a proud father, a new proud father is just, just a good thing and seeing him do good things. Um, so hit us up again. If you want, we always looking for donations. We are 501c3. Um, we're actually in the process. We're putting an application next week. So we're there. Um, we're getting a little help, a little side bit. Tory Smith, who's been in the controversy because what he said about squeegee kids, um, he, he he's also uh, looking out for us as well. So He said everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, folks, again, this is, um, again, I appreciate you guys coming on the, on the pod, No Picks of the Dark podcast. I appreciate you guys taking time out today. I know you guys had a basketball game. I came in off a tough loss, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, tough yeah. Loss. But then we got then we got one of our kids wrestling tomorrow. Okay, uh, first states. time wrestling in states. You know what I mean? So really proud of him because it's first time ever on the mat, and he, right. he he already qualified for states. Placed third his first tournament. Placed second the last week. So this week we hoping he go home with the number one. Well, uh, folks, I don't need to say anymore. It's proof in the pudding. All right. And uh, again, thank you guys for listening to No Picks of a Dark Podcast. We're out. Peace. Peace.